And we're off and rolling. Hello. Welcome. Oh, there yes. it is. The theme song. I hope that you guys are enjoying a nice cold one. Uh, and by That's one, a better theme song I mean, than Seinfeld, by the way. I hate that shit. Oh, yeah. And I also hate Taxi. Yeah. Oh, now I'm ready to laugh. You just, it's, you're really jazzing up the audience. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a weird sitcom theme, and it goes on forever. Anyway. Welcome to the Comedy Couch. I'm Dennis Hensley. And I am Tony Tripoli, and I'm in a good mood. And because uh, why? Just because it's a beautiful, beautiful day here, and we didn't have to go into work. I love not going into work. Yeah, it's good, like, isn't it? When we have these, do the the one hour specials for the SAG yeah. Awards and the Grammys and all that stuff, and we have to power through Sunday night and do the show at four in the morning on, you know, Monday morning. But then we don't have anything to do like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. It is awesome, although I always feel like I'm never quite able to own that properly. You know, I always feel like, well, I need to, you know, I I never quite go own that, like, totally as an off thing, you know? Why? If we're working Saturday and Sunday, then we're just taking, we're working nine days straight and then taking the two days as, like, Tuesday, Wednesday that we would have had Saturday, Sunday. It makes perfect sense, but I'm still in that mindset of, like, no matter, I'm I'm in my previous jobs a mindset where no matter what you do or how hard you do, it goes away kind of thing. So I yeah. take nothing for granted. Well, Dennis, so we're still a hit. Like, we've got another hit, hit on our hands. We got another hit on our hands. We've told that story on the podcast, we haven't we? Have. Yes. Okay, good, good. We're not going to tell it again. Um, I just want to start off by reading a certain email, and this is okay. from George. Nice. And I don't want to say his last name, but he has a sexy Greek last name. Right on. And but it's not George Katsiopoulos from the Fashion Police. Just... Who friended me on Facebook, by the way. Yeah. I know, he friended me. And he's talent. Jeez, Dennis. No, I was All I right. like that. Small things. The right. F- be glad for the small things. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a nice gesture. So dear Dennis and Tony, I have a huge favor to ask. I've been gaining some winter weight, so I need you to make sure the podcasts are an hour every day so that I can jam at the gym. Wow. I know how much Tony hates fat people, so it would really be a shame. <laughs> It would really be a shame for him to be disgusted by a couch potato. Thanks in advance, George. Your favorite Greek fan. And yes, Tony, I'm uncut. I love that he just threw that yeah, in there. Yeah, he knows. Although that could just be his regular yeah. signature on his emails. But I think that was just for us. And then he says, by the way, you really should be on Sirius. An hour a day before Derek and Romaine would be so perfect. My client's those too long. Um, so wow. I love that you have foreskin. And I love that you're listening to us at the gym. And I just hope that you're wearing underwear because I've noticed people in boxer shorts running on treadmills and things at the gym. And that and makes, that's bad because it makes my nuts hurt just seeing <laughs> you doing that to your nuts. But it's still sort of fun. Is it titillating at all? A little, except it makes my nuts hurt. Yeah. I need to. OK, when I go to the gym to take yeah. my kickboxing class or do cardio or whatever, sure. I would leave my nuts in the glove box if I could. Yeah. Like they, I, they hurt so easily with the moving and the kicking and the, and I just and then I see these these and it's usually younger people. It's usually not old people my age. It's yeah. usually the twenty the millennials. Yeah, the twenty year old Armenian kids that are at my at the Y. Right, and they're all just in boxer shorts with big loose basketball shorts on, and then they're like running around and they're just flopping around, and I'm just like, I know I should be enjoying watching your dick flop around, and I can't. Because it hurts my balls. Well, then you must hate that Adam Sandler trailer where he gets hit in the balls about six times. No, because it's happening to Adam Sandler, and he <laughs> is asking for it. He is, and I don't for think it. of him as even having a penis or balls. That's true. I don't want. It's just gross. Right. And also, I imagine when he has sex, he has sex in that little voice. He does. Right. I'm predicting another dud voice. for Aniston. I could smell it. Oh, from here. what is she thinking? But she's got like 17 movies a year. She so. does, but I think the ones where she tries too hard with her hair are always bad. Where she plays like a, uh, uh, like a normal like a, she does good with the indies where she's a little mousier. She did good in one indie. Um, We're all still talking about the good girl and friends with money. That's two indies. Okay. But when she's all styled and you feel like her hairdresser just steps out of the frame yeah, right they before they roll action. Her. Yeah. Every time, you know, they they reek. So yeah. she's a big budget. Loose balls machine. at the gym. I don't like it. Well, okay. we were talking about secret hot bodies. Yeah. And that's I also don't like exercising in boxers. Yeah. I just feel like, God, look, you yeah. don't have to wear a jock strap. Right. But Oh, by the way, I am sorry to cut you off. George 
do another set, motherfucker. This is no joke. Yeah, come on, George. Crank it up to 6.5, you <laughs> exactly, pussy. Exactly, exactly. You big fat pussy, yeah. you big Don't fat cow. Just, we go, just because we go off on a tangent doesn't mean we <laughs> drop the ball. Yeah, it doesn't mean you can take it down to 3.5. Yeah. <laughs> and you better be at at least a 2.0 incline. Thank you. You lazy Greek falafel-eating motherfucker. Yeah. Um, by the way, George, if you're wearing just boxers and you're running on a treadmill, by the time you're done, your nuts will look like uh, the grape leaf wrapped rice balls you know that greek food i was trying to do a greek food you know the grape leaves yeah sure all right i don't like them i don't care um just don't so, lose any weight in that foreskin that's all we ask oh, keep it yeah keep it um so what that's do you... a good that's a good letter i like that i like that but he wants us on every day an, an hour, hour a day, day. i sure shit, i'd do it i would so love i'd that. be all about it we also have an email um, from Eric and Eric, and we haven't heard from them in a while, and I treasure them. They're awesome. I treasure them, even though they have that name. Um, well, we'll talk about my Eric oh, I forgot, again I thought, later. I forgot why you didn't like yeah, the yeah, name. No, we're now gonna, you have a good reason. I thought you just didn't like it. No, no, no. We're going like to talk about like people. my Eric <laughs> in, later in the podcast. Oh, I'm teasing. Okay. Um, that was what we call a tease in the business. Anyway, yeah. this one is called Stop Hiding Your Light Under a Fucking Bushel. Dear Dennis and Tony, in a time when celebrities are taking a stand against everything from bullying and gay rights oppression, it's good to hear that Tony has spoken out about a cause he believes in. He's taking a firm stance against the secret amazing body. We've done nothing but laugh at your rallying cry, quote, stop making me like you for other reasons, end quote, and can already see it printed on sleeveless half shirts and emblazoned on posters in every gym in West Hollywood. Looking forward to your next phrase, Eric and Eric. No, but I they would love... never, it would never be in West Hollywood because there are no secret yeah. amazing bodies in West Hollywood. No. It would be in maybe North Hollywood yeah. or Hollywood proper. But I do love stop making me hate you for, or yeah. stop making me like, like you, you for, for other, other reasons. reasons. That is yeah. true. Because it's, it's extra work. It was Why? a moment of honesty for me that yeah. I'm, not even ashamed of. <laughs> I like that they've caught the catchphrase "Secret Amazing Body" is whether or not you you're pro or con, but that people are that it's entering the lexicon. Yeah, I appreciate that. Absolutely. So, uh, um, here's another email exchange that I was a part of today, and this is from my trainer, and I love my trainer. His nickname is uh, Mike Donovanic, and um, if anyone that's is, his nickname, no, that's his last name, Mike. Oh, I thought you said Donovanic. his nickname. Um, and um, you can check him out at Mike dfitness.com if you want to see him he's a cute uh asian mix fella and um and he's actually a really good trainer and i i really do like working out with him okay so he does this series on like the channel seven news here or something mm -hmm. like he's on and he's also on like fit perez like he does little videos he's one of those sort of hollywood trainers and he's really trying to increase yeah. his media profile so he was on something on the news and he got this email to his website the subject is Jesus Christ, what a fag. And then fag is all in bold and then exclamation point. So it's always great when you get those kind of emails. Yeah. We've been in the public eye for years, Dennis. So I have stacks of hate mail yeah. email. But this was his first time. The email, the body of it's very, very concise. It says, stay in WeHo, you goddamn faggot asshole. How can you be a trainer yet be so skinny? L-M-A-O exclamation point. Now, I can't believe – I don't understand why you would laugh your ass off after saying, how can you be a trainer yet be so skinny? Like, they think you're trying to funny. hurt the person. Then you're taking it back. You're taking all of the venom out of what your insult when you say L-M-A-O after it. So you're misusing the LOL and the L A M, which people do. Yes. But it's, be, it, that takes away his credibility. I notice when I'm on Grinder and people are like, yeah, we need to get, get together and fuck. I'm like, yeah, we do. And then they're like, LOL. I'm like, no, not LOL. Yeah. Stick it in. Not yeah. LOL. <laughs> okay? DTF. S-I-I. <laughs> it's DTF. Yeah. yeah. Not LOL. This is not the time for LOL. We're not LOLing when we're grinding. Okay? Grinder should be an LOL-free zone. It's a laughter-free place. <laughs> okay? So right. anyway, but... Um, it doesn't have an E in Grinder. It doesn't have any laughter. That's the There rules. you go. But so... Um, and then he was like... He has a friend. By the way, the email is fredphelps at hushmail.me. That's the email from this person. So apparently hushmail is a way that you can send emails that are untraceable. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and obviously, it's not really from the Reverend Fred Phelps. So It'd be hilarious if it was. It would be so awesome if Fred Phelps was just at yeah. home one night and he saw this workout thing and I was like, there's another fag that well, God hates. That, I, he would. I mean, that's his motivations. And so, yeah, so I, he was like, I have a, one of my clients is a cop and he's trying to run a trace on it, but hush mail is hard to trace. And I'm like, no, you ignore this. You don't respond. You don't track the person down. No, you just delete it and pretend yeah. you never got it. Try to laugh at it. So I'm in a email disagreement. We're having a little fight, my trainer and I, because he's like, no, I want to track this guy down and, and do what? Well, see if, you know, that constitutes hate speech and if he can, I don't know, but I mean, what do you want to do? I was like, no, you don't. And I said, and by the way, you should stay in WeHo, you faggot. I, I mean, <laughs> I agree with him, with the Fred Phelps. A little. Yeah. He He's crazy. Just, yeah. But sometimes crazy people have a point. Right. That, well, if you start getting worked up over every negative and email P.S., comment, at least he thinks you're skinny. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I didn't hear faggot asshole. <laughs> I heard skinny. Yeah. So. Exactly. You need to find the comment. Yeah, just like skinny bitch. As long as I heard they, skinny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had Scott Disick from um, Keeping Up with the Cardassi Holes on yeah, Fashion Police this week. Assholes. And I have to confess, I think he's handsome. He's douchey. Yeah. But I kept my. Well, he's he handsome in photo, my... and he's handsome when he he's handsome sitting there and he's not talking. Yeah. But then when he begins to talk, he be he's obviously twenty seven. Yeah. And he becomes this dorky asshole douche kid yeah that isn't attractive anymore and not even because of what he's saying i'm just saying he like sucks in his cheeks and he poses and he really looks like a hot adult yeah and then as soon as he starts talking he ruins the illusion. right he yeah his whole shtick is kind and then of what he says is just really inane although he has a wit he's just not yeah yeah very, he's quick. he doesn't have a lot of finesse like he's not an idiot um i but i w i was disarmed by how attractive he was and how his shape fits clothes nice and he's oh, just yeah. very dashing and yeah yeah so i'll own that i'm sorry yeah it's so a that. shame that no one is uh, in america is going to get to see or hear anything that he did on the show this week because it's all going to have to get cut um because he was cussing and making oral sex hand gestures and stuff that we're not allowed to do so they're just going to cut you know so much of him out but yeah he actually was a good guest i mean he had strong opinions on everyone basically all women are fat and he wouldn't have sex with any of them right that's basically his barometer is i wouldn't have sex with them. and i have no problem with that so yeah there you go you know but he wasn't uh he wasn't super clever no but he was cute i will say that um also we had mismatch game this weekend tony you did the first night I did friday, friday night, night. And you had the answer of the night, which I It was think a rough show, but there was, yeah, that was a really good one. The uh, question was, um, Aretha Franklin came out this week and said she wanted Halle Berry yes. to play her in the movie. Halle said, I'm very flattered, but I don't have the voice or the blank. And you had about five answers, yeah. but it built. Well, originally I went with folds. <laughs> but it built to the answer of the night, which was. I also, I liked, um, I liked missing molars. <laughs> because I love when Aretha opens her mouth to scream a high note and you see all those spaces from never when she never brushed it. as a kid or never whatever. Never noticed It's all that grape soda. Yeah. Just rotted those Never back. noticed. Yeah. Um, but the answer that made everyone laugh. Back tits. Back tits. <laughs> I like, I'm obsessed with back tits. Again, it's part of my hatred for the obese. It's like, um, but I don't even think, you know, 49% uh, of the population shouldn't have tits at all. That would be the yeah. men. Uh, but in the obesity community, everybody's got tits, four or six of them in the front. And then usually another two, <laughs> Or well, four in the back. Back tits follows in the long tradition that happens at Mismatch where sometimes a new term is invented where two words are combined to uh, illustrate something that we all know what it is, but we never heard of. We've never, No one's ever said back tits before that I know of, but we all know what yeah. it is. And it is the same with the shit chills, which you yeah, shit uh, chills. <laughs> coined oh, yes. shit chills <laughs> early are, in the Mismatch. Uh, that's a moneymaker. Yeah, shit that's chills are when you're – you don't have to explain the shit chills. Everyone, <laughs> Everyone knows, knows what, what they are. are. That's my point. Sometimes you combine two words yeah. like shit chills or back tits and everyone gets it and we're on board and hilarity ensues. So there's yeah. that. And then Saturday night, you were not there. You went to Arizona and I was nervous, but the show came together great and it was a nice crowd. It was a better show than Friday. It was a better audience for sure. Yeah. 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 Oh no. I always blame the audience. Yeah. 
Oh, but... let me be clear. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want you to take that personally. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but there was a highlight moment that happened in both shows where Drew Drogi is playing Tanya Roberts, and, and Drew is drinking these six packs of, like, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah, but and the he pink po- ones. The pink ones, which he points out, are for breast cancer awareness. Which is true. That's really yes. what the label says. Right. They're for breast cancer awareness. So Willem Belli is Jessica Simpson, the airhead, says, I'm at risk, and grabs one of those... Um, uh-huh, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Mike's Hard Lemonade's right out of Drew's six-pack and starts chugging it. So this goes on for an answer or two. Chug, chug, chug. And I'm like, you all right, Jess? And he's like, yeah. And then finally he finishes it, and he drops it over the side of the, the, the set, and he goes, no cancer. And it's the, you had to be there, I think, but the timing of it <laughs> and then the bottle. A whole pink drink. A whole pink drink and a whole, you know. And then triumphantly Drops proclaim. it and then proclaims no cancer. No cancer. It was pretty inspired, and it wasn't planned. It was just like one of those great moments, which is a thrill. So that's awesome. It's such a fun show to do, and you know that's awesome. There we go, and we'll be be back in a few months. So, um, how was Phoenix? Did you go to Disney on Ice? Yeah, Phoenix was great. I flew in Saturday afternoon, uh, and my dad picked me up, and um, he had cataract surgery, so he was very excited that his now vision is twenty forty. Um, and then he proceeded to almost run us into a curb. So I was like, wow, where'd you get that LASIK? Like in a van parked behind a strip center? Cause Is I don't think difference it between cataract surgery? Cataract surgery, not yeah, LASIK. Yeah, yeah, cataract okay. surgery. But he still has shitty vision and has no business having a driver's license. So that's good. Um, and then we went to Disney on Ice and it was super fun. And have as you we seen were, this one before? No, was it I have not version? seen it. Um, and was there a really tangled element? There was not. I um, saw Tangled last night at the three dollar theater, and I was enchanted. It's good, and it's also just nice to know what Mandy Moore's been up to. Well, I'll tell you what she's been up to. She released an album in two thousand and nine called yeah. Amanda Lee that nobody bought, but I did a few weeks ago, and I'm in love with it. Yeah, well, so, you're also a year and a half late to the party. I totally but I'm glad am. she appreciates it. I totally am, but I love it. It's my favorite album I bought in the last few months. And as we were leaving Disney on Ice. Um, they were handing out pre-sale little flyers for the next Disney on Ice in Phoenix, which is in April. Went right home and bought tickets and bought my plane ticket. And so I'm going to go back to take my ticket at that one. Here's the interesting thing. Why are they doing them so quickly on each other's Well, there's two every year that rotate the country. And it just so happened that I think Phoenix was whatever. It just so happened that they happened to be three months apart. Yeah. The city of Phoenix. Anyway, um... We were in the sixth row, nice, right in front of the set, and my new tickets for the next one are in the sixth row, not the four seats we were in, but the four seats next to us. Wow! But it's, essentially, it's the same seats that I bought like six months. Isn't that weird? That's like magical. I bought these tickets last be. like October or November. It's meant to be. I know it's just wild. So that's good because you know my sister was like, "God, these seats are amazing," and I was like, "Yeah, I don't fuck around." You don't fuck around when it comes to seats. Any seats. I have to be, I have to have good seats. We're going to go and see a show tonight, you and I. Yes. Uh, Dina Martina. Now, you've never seen Dina Martina. No, no, I haven't. But I saw her show in P-Town last summer. Yeah. And was, sat there for the first 10 minutes going, I don't know if I can stay. I'm (laughs) troubled because I couldn't figure out if this person... It's a drag performer, but I couldn't figure out if he was a retarded man doing drag Uh or a normal functioning man playing a retarded drag character. Like, I literally could not figure out what's going on. And then something shifted after about 10 minutes, and I was just completely enchanted and was like, I don't want this ever to end. And I laughed so hard, and it's so funny. And I don't even think that Dina Martina is retarded. But she's for sure damaged. She's definitely the character, not the performer. Yes. I met the performer. I've never the met other the night. performer. I imagine he's brilliant and sharp and witty to have created this kind. But it's such a unique persona and really, really a fun, smart. It's that show that is so dumb that you have to be brilliant to think of that many dumb things in a row and structure them in a way. So on, you right. could look at it and go, oh, it's just silly, dumb stuff. But it's actually brilliant. I'm so impressed. Anyway, so I'm very excited. I'm very excited. We're seeing that in a few um, hours. And then I'm taking uh, you to see a show in a couple weeks called Traces, which I really want. I was 
Are we? Is that on the books? Yeah, we got the tickets. Oh, okay. I forgot which day. February tenth. February tenth. Thursday the tenth, which happens to be my mother's sixtieth birthday. Wow. Uh, okay. We're going to see traces. Thank we you. Got our tickets. Okay. Remember, I feel we're like in the first row. I must have been. I must have blanked out. Um. Okay. And it's a great show. It's at the Montalban Theater here in Los Angeles. And right on. You guys have. I saw it already, and it's phenomenal. It's like a Cirque du Soleil, but without the clowns and like the bullshit stuff that people don't like about Cirque. But it's all of the stunts and the gymnastics and. They're just wearing these like gray, black and white, like jeans and t-shirts basically. And there's no set. And these, there's seven French Canadian performers, six males and one female. And they all do a bunch of different apparatus, no safety wires or cables. It is mind blowing. And it's such a great show. And people I think would really dig it. Do they so talk at all during they it? Do. do you get a sense of their personality? You do, yes. They all I bet talk sexy and they have and cool. the French Canadian accent. Two of them are American, but I yeah. think the rest of them are French. Anyway, it's called Traces and go see it uh, in, in LA. I love it. Well, I have a potential uh, romantic uh, wow. situation. Potential. Um, remember the guy that I met in Hawaii that had the one ball that hung out of his shorts? Yes. Okay. Let's call him... Uh, I like that you're acting like that's something that may have slipped my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot that happens in between now and then. So um, anyway, we were on... I was on Facebook the other night, and he IM'd me. Mm-hmm. And we were chatting, and it was a little flirty. And and I asked him if he'd ever been skiing, and he said no, he hadn't, and or whatever. And I said, I always wanted to try it, and I'm thinking of looking into the Gay Ski Week in L.A., Okay. You know, in Mammoth in March or whatever, going and taking lessons and just being uh-huh. part of the whole thing. And he was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's do it. So um, I'm like, I don't know. It could have been one of those things that only happens in a Facebook surreality moment that's an online yeah. sort of thing. Did he say LOL at the he end did, of it? I don't think he said LOL. I think well, he was like, so go I'm Go shave looking- your hole. <laughs> What are you doing sitting here? Look, I'll, I'll so talk I may the next do 10. this. You go jump in the shower. <laughs> um, so I may try. I may arrange that. Try to arrange that kind of rendezvous. But uh, um, George, we're going uphill now. You fat fuck. Just <laughs> yeah. George. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You have a side ache. I don't buy it. That's no. bullshit. Get back on there. It's only been twenty two minutes. You yeah. lazy piece of shit. Yeah. Do you want to improve your core or not? <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, so the person with one test, I love that you'll tell the world that he has one testicle, but we're not. So no, much, he has one that's hanging out in the picture. He doesn't, he has oh, two. You think? <laughs> I think. Have you seen the second one? No, but it's, you know, that's what, what people just because the they podcast, usually come in pairs. Well, it's just the way the shorts were hanging. I, one was accidentally hanging out. I think, but you've two. been with a single bald person before. <laughs> I so. Have. But I couldn't tell from I was never I never did anything with this guy. You know, I was with a three bald person. Yeah. And didn't know. And then later he was like, My third ball didn't annoy you, did it? And I was like, What? And he's like, Didn't you notice? And I was like, No, I didn't. So well <laughs> then you obviously you just don't expect a third one, so maybe you don't uh Exactly. But anyway, I may I may explore that option of having a just yes, you are a getaway. Yes, you with are somebody that I. But it would be like a first real date. Doesn't That's matter. a big deal getaway. It's but not. Yeah. No, I'm not against it's it. I'm not like what I should do. It, I know. I'm looking into it. I might try yeah. to do it. Look, if you're not going to blow French people in bathroom stalls, then then the least I could do is go um, to fucking gay ski week. Get stuck in in a weekend with somebody I hardly know. Maybe give a hand job on a lift. <laughs> like really, <laughs> really, this, yeah. you're going to rule that out? Um, possibly. I was told recently that I have the Anderson Cooper giggle. So there. <laughs> I think that's what it is, too. I, I, and I took that as a compliment. Well, yeah. No, it's a compliment. But you giggle so much more freely. Than Anderson Cooper? Yes, and so much more often and with so much more abandon. That's true. Because guess um, who does what I don't have? Secrets. <laughs> Or money, for that matter. Okay, and they're so connected. Let's it or not. talk about um, the show that we might be hosting. Oh, the um, um, Bravo. Yes, and the name of it I forget is what called if? What If. You probably know more about it than me because you went in first, and then I just had a meeting yesterday or the day before. Yeah. So there's a show that Bravo's doing called What If. Yeah. And they take a girl, and it's and they 
dig up two or three guys from her past and yes. they and she goes out on dates with them and the idea is what if you met the one that you should be with but the timing was off and let's um re-explore that on camera and there's a guy or guys i guess who no guy a guy who shepherds her yeah. through that they want there's like a gay best friend type yeah. um and uh yeah and so he sort of gets the the deal yeah. on the three different guys from the girl's past and look are we looking just to get closure are we trying to get some questions answered right are we seeing if there's maybe still a spark is it right. was it that, that he was ready to settle down and you didn't think you were and now you regret it or you know what i mean what right were the, what's the dealio um, with the ex now he's divorced and you yeah. found out he's divorced and now maybe you know whatever right. Really, really fascinating. Yeah. And it could be, you know, it could be a fun show. It's going to be an hour, and they're going to do two girls and six dates in an hour. So it's oh, going to wow. really okay. clip along. Good, because that's a good, that's smart. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. girl for a whole hour. And I went back. They had me. I they had me come back a second time and work with the executive producer of the show and right do on with a girl and like interviewer and get sort of like do sort of what the show is going to be kind of you know and um they're. The, the the problem that they foresee is that Bravo doesn't understand why the host wouldn't be a relationship expert. Right. Or a therapist or a life right. coach, someone with some kind of certification. Right. And their feeling is they don't they want the girl and the gay guy to really bond in a friendly, real friendship, casual right. way, and not an official therapeutic with yeah. boundaries. I, you know, I'm leading this in sort of a cold yeah. way. So they really feel like it shouldn't be. Yeah, they don't want a Dr. That, Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then they called me back the next day and they're like, yeah, you know, we really like you, blah, 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 blah. And you were talking a lot about your sister, Natalie, who, you know, you've coached. You yeah. Know, trying, I'm trying to find her someone. And, you know, because her, uh, my niece's father died in a plane crash when my niece was two and I really want my sister to be in. Anyway, they're like, do you think she'd want to be on the show? Holy shit. Can we, can we call her? And I was like, yeah, I think she'd be into it. So I called her and she was like, yeah, I talked to them. So then she's now talked to them twice. Wow. And might end up being one of the women. And they're like, we really would love the idea of the host actual sister. You know what I mean? Cause then you really are, you do have a history and that yeah. would kind of be a good, mm -hmm. you know, anyway. So, but what's probably going to happen is neither you or I will get the job, but Natalie will. So that would be great. <laughs> well, I, the greatest thing about it was the girl that had us in Megan was so neat. I really yeah. thought she was fun. She's I could have talked to her all day. I'm so, I was really glad to meet her, but like they were, she was trying to get me or maybe the same with you to try to up your relationship expert cred. Like, you know, when you were hanging out with Kathy, you would talk to her about her romances right. and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, you know? totally. I mean. Shouldn't make a move without me. Yeah. I, tr I but it, you know, uh, I don't feel like I'm a relationship expert, but I'm great at talking to people. I'm great yeah. at interviewing people. I'm a great listener. So, you know, I just had, I tried to have fun and stuff like that. Well, that's really it's an entertaining. Show. So it's just so great to be in with yeah. them because they do. And really I guess stuff. they came to us through D-List, like Bravo? Yeah, or... Bravo, Bravo's, when they said we want to try to find a gay guy that isn't, you know, licensed, then they said, well, you for sure have to see these. The well, that was cool. Because yeah. that was a long time ago, that it season. Was. So that was nice. I so... just loved meeting the girl. And and when, when, um, when I did my thing, I just talked to her about her past. Did you do that your first time in? No. About her um No, I the second time we kind of did yeah, that, but but so I went through her whole, you know, her, all of her exes. Right. And Thor. She, she was talking Thor and the other guy. And I just thought, does she have to dig this stuff up through for every audition? Yeah. Like every But she told me that yeah. she's lying about some of the stuff. Oh, cool. She told me afterwards, she was like I was like, Wow, you're really like having to fucking yeah. get going through the ringer with all these, you know, gay guys. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but a lot of it's not true. Good. She's <laughs> and fun. I go, I will, I go, but I know you wouldn't lie yeah. about Thor. She goes, no, that's true. Thor, Thor I really did meet German the guy and she met Norwegian, him at the gym. Yeah. And he's an giving her a spot. Yeah. And I was like, of course he, yeah. And, I mean, and I said, and he was too nice. That was one of the deal breakers. And mm -hmm. I was like, he was a hot guy that was too nice. That doesn't add up. Yeah. You're so. making him up. Yeah. So, 
So but anyway, it was a fun. It was fun to meet her for sure. I got a part in a movie, Dennis. Which movie and what part? Um, Girls Will Be Girls Two. Great. Uh, Jack Plotnick, our friend, called yesterday and asked if I could do this one scene, which uh, we're gonna shoot next week. So I'm not allowed to talk about it um, much, but you know, I it. He says it's funny. I haven't read it yet. Who do you he, interact with? He says that it's funny and touching. Wow. Which makes me nervous. <laughs> um, yeah. So Do you know who you interact with yet? Oh, with Evie. Okay, wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know what else I'm allowed to say, so I better not say anything. I wonder more if at this you're point. her son. But um Because he told me that the actor that played the son originally isn't coming back. Oh, I no, it's not that. Okay. Um, it's just a one. It's just a one scene. That's cool, though. So I think the sun is probably a bigger part. Yeah. Um. So but yeah. So the sun was mad after the original Girls Will Be Girls because the director. I don't know if you remember the movie, but they show that he has a little tiny penis, and right. The rule was that you could show somebody's face and then cut and then show their penis. But I think the way it was directed, they did like they somehow cheated it so it looked like a a tilt down. It looked uh -huh. like one cut, even though it wasn't. And the penis was microscopic, right? And I think the actor felt fucked and betrayed, and like yeah. people really would think that that was his penis, like it was possible. No, but it was sort of something that they had agreed on before, and then the and the director did his own thing, as my understanding. Wow. It wasn't so much like. You know, it wasn't so much that, oh, people are going to think I have a little tiny penis. Right. As, like, we had talked about what this was going to be. Right. We had agreed on these and parameters. And saw the movie. And you broke your promise. Well, so that's never happened before. I'm not a fan of this particular director. I'll go on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh. I'm not a fan. I don't know who the director <laughs> is, but I think I do. It's the same as yeah. the writer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I when I did my scene in it, he just wasn't that cool to me, and it's just I don't know. I'm not a fan. So, oh boy. Anyways, but I'm sure you have a wonderful. I'm experience. sure. Yeah, I'm sure I won't get shit on or betrayed. <laughs> um, um, but but if I, I am, wish it's good for the podcast. I wish the actors well with it, and um, yeah. it will be. Good. Um, let's talk about Oprah. Oh and yes, let's bring in back the gays. Twenty five years later, because here's the phenomenon that I want to talk about. She had, you know, Greg Luganius came on her show in like 1995 and talked about I'm gay and HIV positive and have been for many, many years. And then she had the gay Indian prince come from yeah. India and claim his out. And she had the DL guy and she had Terry McMillan's husband and all of these famous Ted Haggard, all these big famous yeah. gay proclamations. And then she kind of did like a recap of 25 years of gay and has a lot of them back. And they're all so much gayer now. And so much more a cliche. And now they all talk up here. <laughs> and it's like, when you see the original footage, when Greg Luganus is a little ashamed, and he's like, well, Oprah, you know, I'm an athlete, but I happen to also be gay. And now he's like, Oprah, I haven't seen you in years, girl. Yeah. And it's like, I liked you when you were ashamed of yourself. A little more, a little, a way hint. <laughs> Way yeah. more. I didn't notice that so much as I noticed how Oprah really likes to take credit for stuff. Well, like she really. Uh, yeah, that's that's like there just was a, an amazing. There was a kid who was inspired by Greg Louganis' story on Oprah, right. And was telling the story on <laughs> Oprah, and then Greg Louganis walks out in the middle, and they have a surprise, and it's right. and Oprah's like, "That never gets old." <laughs> like, <laughs> she's very aware. She's less aware of the issues it's than she is. It's about her legacy. It's the all about the impact that Greg Luganis had on that one person. No, no, it's, it's the about... impact that Oprah had yes. on that person by getting him Greg Luganis. Yes, she's really, and I, I'm kind of missed the boat on the um, Oprah stepsister reveal. Have you seen any of that? Yeah, because they were talking about on Howard Stern about how the stepsister would be at Thanksgiving at Oprah's house. Yeah. Ooh, this is a big house. And yeah. He's going on and on about, I've never seen a watch like that. Like just, Oh, for sure. Yeah. I've missed, I haven't, I'm not up to date on that, but I am fascinated with the behind the scenes 25 
where it's basically a bunch of producers in terror. Did you see when the camera wasn't accidentally wasn't turned on in, in the, the van? camping one? That was uh... and that girl was out in between a bunch of trees, just pacing, <laughs> saying, "Oh my god, how am I going to tell Oprah? How am I going to tell Oprah? Oh my god, oh my god!" And she literally has piss trickling down her inside of her thigh. <laughs> They're all and it's so just her scared. and some trees. She's looking for some a tree she can hang herself from. Yeah. And the documentary crew is there, and she's like, oh. she's literally asking the documentary yeah. crew camera guy, "How am I going to tell? I know, really. Yeah. How am I going to tell? Like." Turn off the camera. I need you to, like, we need to either make a break for it or I have to tell. And it's so hilarious. And Oprah, oh, they literally are camping for, so like, anxiety for, like, not even yeah. 12 hours. Yeah. And Oprah's like, well, let's get the fuck out. Yeah. We got it. That's a wrap on Oprah. Behind the scenes 25 is like Dexter and Oprah's Dexter. Somebody's going to die by the end of it. It's going to be bloody. And It's wild because I just don't understand what Oprah. How she let it out of What her, she's yeah. cutting that is so much worse yeah. that makes her seem like, well, that's not that bad. Right. And Oprah is also like, well, I'll kill you. LOL. Like she's the queen of like saying something that we all know is true. Yeah. And then laughing at the end of it in a way that is meant to be like, oh, I'm just kidding. But she's not kidding. No. She's so not kidding. She's, yeah. She, her power is really coming to light lately and she's having yeah. fun wielding it. But um, so yeah, all the gay people are back. Yes. <laughs> Um, I watched six episodes of my favorite show, Men of a Certain Age, on um, iTunes recently. Okay. I'm just in love with it. I'm, I'm back because it just feels like uh, life. And I haven't I, watched any of season two. Um, I love it. I'll let you watch it on my computer, maybe. What about White Collar? I'm not. I don't watch it. Okay. I'm not. Because it's still in our TV. I know. I we can let it go. You or yeah, me it was or... originally. We can let it go. I liked it. I just don't have the time. Yeah, and I. Yeah, I don't have the time either. But I'm making time for RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race. What about the weird Christmasiness of the first episode? I felt like it was. It wasn't. I thought good like it was a mistake. Ep- like right. I thought, were they planning to debut in December and then go into January? Like I didn't get it. I felt like it didn't feel. Yeah, like it was the right, the original idea. Something shifted, or if whatever. If they had done that in the summertime, yeah, or something. But because it's January, it does. It was. It odd. felt like a mistake or something. Um, and, but yeah, if it had been the second episode, yeah, it wouldn't have been weird because you know, obviously, Christmas is a whole yeah deal. Um, but yeah, it, it just sure, felt weird. And it premiere. seems like there's a lot more drag queens. Were there always 13? I don't know. I think they add more every... No, there wasn't the first year, because they didn't know if that was going to It was like six or eight of them the first time, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, We like seeing Vanessa Williams in there. It's great. I love that they're getting big stars to judge. Lily Tomlin will be fun, I'm sure. Um, Did you watch the casting special? I did not. Because it's kind of unbearable. Right. Like, drag queens sending in their audition... Drag queen audition tapes are fucking... That's tough going, man. <laughs> I really feel for the people over at World of Wonder that had to sh- fucking right. sift through yeah. umpteen thousand drag queens going, you need to have me on your show, RuPaul. Can I get an amen? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And trying to catchphrase out, congratulations, yeah. like all yeah. of the catchphrase palooza and the drag. Yeah. And I'm going to show you my drag closet. And like, look at my hair. This is my wig up in hair. And like, they all just did and said the same thing with the same neck shake and then when someone was a little bit different it was so refreshing yeah um i love the theme this year was we need to get a big girl up there that can represent yeah but they never do they the big don't. girls are always the least talented Although, and you want them to be the most talented there because are two they... this season that actually i think are good i like that delta is that the one that did the Virgin Mary thing? No, that, that's that's Mimi I'm first. I liked her. And she really cracks me up. Yeah. But that meltdown in the first episode yeah. really scares me. Like, if you're that frazzled at day one. Well, it's a pressure cooker, Tony. Well, you don't I know, know, but they, they're, yeah. okay. Up in here. They're gonna it's a pressure kicker up in here. Yeah. We're going to Las Vegas. In Next just week, a matter of days. we're gonna see Cher. That's gonna be so awesome. And call. And I'm, I'm gonna say hello, Cher. Hello, <laughs> I'm here. We're in so, the fourth row. That's fucking amazing. We are in the fourth row yeah. center. It's great, and um, it's gonna be awesome. We're staying we're at the Wind. That. I got a little bit of a discount. It's a very exciting discount. How big a discount do you think that is? Because I'm gonna do some um, writing for OutTraveler.com. Well, I think it's all the stuff. Yeah. That they're giving us also. Yeah, a meal yeah. and stuff like that. So um 
That's going to be good. I, for Christmas, I got my friends Doug and John the DVD of The Partridge Family first okay. season because I used to love that show. And, uh-huh. you know, we watched dumb stuff together sometimes. And we watched the first episode the other night. <laughs> it was such a mind fuck because I hadn't really watched it in a long time. And the first episode, they were shooting on location. They weren't in a – it wasn't like just the house like you think okay. of it. Shirley Jones was driving down fucking Hollywood Boulevard in that bus, and she learned how to drive that bus. Really? Yes. Teamsters stop, taught her how to drive the bus. <laughs> so, the, so the shots of her and the kids in the bus, like you just know it's dangerous. You know it's. And she's like Hollywood and Vine, and like they go to Vegas. They're in, and they're outside Caesar's Palace, and that is so yeah. weird. And, and did they even get permits? Do you think they? I don't know. They must have, but they were shooting all over the place. And first of all, Danny Bonaducci was funnier than shit on that show. Com- comedically, really? he was brilliant. He was. He was like a little jewel a shame. of a child actor comedian. Like a, a rare like comic talent for that that age. Um, they said that the original Chris got fired or, you know, let go after the first season. And I thought there was some story like maybe with school or his parents. Oh, no, he just wasn't good. He wasn't very good. <laughs> they had to let him go. And Tracy, who played – was the little girl, didn't even come close to looking like she played that fucking tambourine. Or she just waved it around like a yeah. retarded girl. It yeah. was weird. And we Temple Grandin on tambourine? Yes. I mean, but it was like at least get her to hit it against her hip. She never <laughs> did any of the basics of the tambourine. And I know it's a, uh, co- a recurring comic theme to make fun of how Tracy couldn't do anything. But, like, she didn't come close to hitting the tambourine on her hip once the whole no. show. But um, I'm into it. I'm into watching it. And um, it was just fun. It was such a trip. Um, let me see. That's about all I have in my post-it. Um, I might have a, an, another date uh, next Friday with somebody who is uh, in the city mm-hmm. in his 40s, mm. uh, has a lot in common with me, and who is a Facebook friend, but I don't remember meeting him. Okay. But we have friends in common. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm a little intrigued about that. We're going to see a play called Daddy together. Okay. Yeah, and I'll let you know how it is. But it's weird when you think, like when I think of the cards that I kind of have in my dating hand right now, which is, it's I only have like three cards. I can't even play any. I can't even play blackjack. But I think it's weird when you think of, oh, the, the 20-something Latin guy that knows none of my friends or has nothing in common with me seems like a more... Yeah, viable option. Yeah, like I feel like, Somebody I have nothing in common with would be easier to get off the ground in a romantic way than somebody that I do. Isn't that weird? Why do I think that? Because I think this Um, this other guy that's potential, I think, oh, he's going to have known certain other friends and they're going to date it or something and he's not going to – I don't know what I'm trying to – Well, I think that – I guess I like the idea of a blank slate. Yeah. And also, you don't have to – prove yourself or impress the 24 year old he obviously enjoys spending time with you and you guys laugh i guess so that kind of that's done but whereas with someone who's more of a contemporary then it's like you're constantly sort of measuring up i think accomplishments and you know what i mean like all that stuff so yeah i think yeah, you're in a more powerful position with the 24-year-old. There's no denying that. I don't know. It, I, I'm not sure why I think that way. but um... And yet, the thing, the problem with dating younger guys that I've had is oh, you, you're in a, a sense of – you have a, a sense of power, but it's completely artificial because they're the one with all the currency in terms of – if you were to really get in a relationship yeah. 10 years from now, you're only going to be 34, and you're going to be able to fucking leave and – get another man yeah. and I'm going to be 44 and my past my expiration date. And you know what I mean? There's that angst. Yeah. So although I guess 10 years from now I'd be 51. Yeah. Which is way past my expiration date. Wow. Um, so whatever, but you know what I'm saying? So that's the, um, I don't know why I think that of like people that are different from, have a different background than me that aren't into the same things than me that are maybe, uh, much younger seem like a more, like it seems like it's got a better chance of something clicking and really getting off the ground than somebody. Well, you also have that cruise director streak in you, and you love showing someone something they haven't seen before. I guess and and saying, "Isn't this a neat thing?" And them going, "Wow, this is great! I didn't know about this." Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
So I had a breakthrough about what's cool about the 40s, your 40s. Okay. It's just a thought. I think what's cool about your 40s is that you do things for the sake of doing them, not because it's going to get you this, that, or the other. Like if if you perform in something, you do it for the sake of doing it, not because somebody's going to see you and then maybe somebody will call Logo and we can get right. somebody da-da-da-da-da. Like that ship fucking sailed. I mean, sure. I, I suppose some of those things could happen, yeah, but I don't but think for not. two seconds that it's going right. to. Not for two fucking seconds. But when the, the idea of doing it for the fun yeah. of doing it. And I'm not the, going to see a show that I don't want to see. Yeah. I don't care you're in it. <laughs> uh, if it sounds like a boring show that I don't want to see, yeah, or I'm not. Go- I mean, if it's a friend, but right. you know what I'm saying. Like, it used to be like, well, there's this new show opening, and we should probably just go. Fuck that. You'll do a little. You'll do a little research and reconnaissance and make your decision. Yeah. If yeah. it don't sound fun, I ain't yeah. doing it. All right. When I appreciate friends that. are throwing, you know, I'm not going to a fucking craft party. Yeah. I love Danny and would love to go and hang out with the gang <laughs> on fucking craft night. I would not have fun at craft night. It's best I just don't go. <laughs> craft night is coming up, by the way, and I can't wait. See? That's yes. the thing. But no, and I'm not saying that I'm better than craft night. That's not what I'm getting at. <laughs> it's just that if there's something that I know I'm not going to. You're not into it. Yeah. Then right. let the people that are into it do it. That's part of being in your 40s is it's okay to say I'm going to pass on that. Yeah. And we're all friends. I'm not judging you. You guys no. do it and have a great time. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. It's good. More glitter for us. Thank you. One less asshole to hog the fucking glue stick. It's not called a warm glue gun. (laughs) That's my favorite line from RuPaul's Drag Race. Why is this glue gun so hot? It ain't called a warm glue gun. (laughs) So there's that. So shit for the sake of it. Okay, I have a question for the couch potatoes. Yes. For the tater community. Yes. Um, I'm going to tell a joke that was in the Fashion Police show this week that neither you nor I wrote. Okay. That is funny. We all laughed at it. It was in the script. We shot it. And after the fact, the network demanded that it be cut because they say it's racist. And I don't think it is racist. And I would like to have a dialogue about this. Okay. So we showed the exclusive sketch of Britney Spears in uh, this flowy red dress that she's going to be wearing in her next video, Hold It Against Me. And it was by these two Indian designers, Shane and uh, Falgoni Peacock or something like that. It was something, two names, Peacock. Right. And um, they're from India and they designed this dress for her and it's what she's going to be wearing. And we showed the sketch and the joke was, and it was just voiceover, Joan said, and it makes sense that Brittany would choose an Indian designer because they worship cows there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that was the joke. And the network was like, we can't say that they worship cows in India. That's racist. And I think it's not racist. It's true. And I just had coffee with a person from India. A friend of mine named Faraz, who's in town from New York. And I asked him, and I was like, um, what percentage of the country of India is Hindu? It's like more than half, right? And he's like, it's like 75%. And I go, okay, if 75% of the country is Hindu, and part of Hinduism is that cows are sacred, and I'm not putting any judgment on that. That's just, these are all true things, right? Yeah. How is it racist to say, now, it's a low blow, it's a fat joke. Yeah. We're... We're certainly slamming Britney, but we're not slamming the country of India or Hindu people. Yeah, I don't I get that it's kind of um, dodgy terrain or whatever, but I don't get the the blatant racism. I'm with you on that. So but I get why I watched it and I thought, wow, that's that because they it was it wasn't just Joan throwing away a line it was a prepared clip with a voiceover and images that went well there with was it. a moo yeah. under it. You so know, I, but, I get why that might have landed a little hard, but I don't think it's racist on its face. No. I mean, look, yeah. cut the joke because it's too mean or it's too – Yeah. But for them to say you can't say anything about people in India worshiping cows because that's racist, I was like, well, I disagree with that. Yeah, I don't think it's racist on its face. Uh, you know, it's a silly thing so and that. the crux of the joke isn't that Indian people are idiots for worshiping cows. That's not what the jo- that's not the direction we're even going. The point of the joke is Brittany is fat as a cow. 
which isn't even a true thing, yeah. by the way. So it's already kind of ridiculous. Whatever. Yeah. So that that was that's going to so be a big Michigas, and I don't know if the Britney thing is even going to be in the show because one network executive wanted it to be made sharper and meaner. And the other one was like, you can't say the thing about the cow and I don't like the moo. And I don't think we need to soften it because we're being too mean. And so they were all just measuring their dicks. Well, there you go. And you know what? It's 11 or bust in that fucking um, control room. That's a callback to 11 or bust. Remember the, Big penis, the size queen I met in London. Oh. We were talking about 11 or bust on a t-shirt or something. Anyways, <laughs> I have to pee like a, a racehorse. Well, you're going to have to hold it for another couple minutes because okay, we have to wrap else, this up. What else do you have it's, on your uh, We're 50 minutes, and we got right. it. we're trying to get George to an Oh, hour. shit. All right. All and right. reach and stretch and cool and core and burn. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if anyone is in Los Angeles, um, I'm doing stand-up with the very funny Debbie Praver at Casita del Campo next Friday, Friday, February 4th. Um, the show is at nine o'clock. It's called uh, sarcasm stand up and it's Debbie Praver and me and another girl who I've not met. I can't recall her name. So I apologize. Yeah. Go for the funny, stay for the chips and salsa. But, um, I am on an 1130 flight to New York Friday night. So I'm going up first and this show is going to start at nine Oh one. We're not doing a what 10 minute you hold. out the door. Because I need to be Shit out of Casita. I want to be out of there by like 9.20, 9.30 at the latest to get to LAX as close to, you know, yeah. between 10 and 10.30 for my 11.30 flight. For sure. So um, That'll be fun, though. Yeah. But we have a fun – next week is going to be where Busy. we're doing the SAG Awards on Monday. And then yeah. we off to Vegas and we're fancy for a couple of days. And then we come home and then I'm – I'm doing a day in a movie with Evie Harris, and then that night stand-up, and then off to New York City. It's very busy and packed. And then on February 6th, I'm doing my big bowling party every year fundraiser. So if you're That's a couch right. potato and you'd like to come, email me at dhensley at AOL.com, and I'll get you the info. Because we'd love to have you there. And also, we've been offered to do a couch a podcast live at the that Celebration would be so Theater. so much fun. Couch potatoes, would you come and see us live and watch this live? Well, we I don't know. We try to up the ante. We try to up the ante a little, but yeah. also we don't want to fix what's not broken, or you know, we totally. want to, you know, whatever. Is that a good idea? We want Yay your thoughts on that. So email us at thecomedycouch at gmail dot com. That's t h e comedy couch at gmail dot com. You can also find me at tonytripoli dot com or Dennis at dennishensley dot com. Right. Also, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Doctor Kiss, the world's greatest. Lip balm now back coming to back its to the original, original formula, which makes me really, really happy. Uh, and, and also, so you can find that at vanitymark.com. And Dennis has some merch. Uh, the Dennis Hensley five pack on DVD. It's my five short films all in one place. You can buy it at filmbaby.com. Just search for Dennis Hensley five pack. And a couple of the couch potatoes already have, and they have written how much they love it. How, well, one of them bought it, but hasn't watched it. it. So I don't know about that. Is oh, it in the, yes, okay. they love it. Okay, good. All right. Well, you guys, that's it. We love you for listening. Thank and we you. will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.